I am so happy to be here with each and every one of you. And it is, it's always a privilege to stand on this platform behind what has been termed as this sacred desk and to preach from the Holy Scriptures. There's nothing like that. And I thank God for that privilege and I thank you for being a wonderful church. And as always, as our custom is, we start by praying for this church that's outside of these four walls. And today I'd like for us to pray for Dade City, one of our campuses, and Donellan. Bishop is in Donellan, and my mom's in Donellan, and both of my sisters are in Donellan today. I was like, should I be coming? Is there something I, something I should know? But Bishop is preaching there, and we want to be in, uh, in prayer. But um, we want to be praying for Dade City and Donellan. Let's pray right now. God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray right now, let the Holy Ghost flow. Let the Holy Ghost flow. Let the Holy Ghost flow. God, in Dade City, God, let there be a move of the Holy Ghost. Let lives be forever changed. God, I pray, God, that their altars will be fruitful. I pray for Donellan. God, I pray for Bishop, God, let the anointing that has moved in this building so many times from him, let it flow there. God, let people receive the Holy Ghost. God, let people get revelation. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we are asking you to make the difference. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. 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 You may be seated. And I pray that not just here on a Sunday morning do we pray, but we continue to pray for our campuses, the evangelists out of this church, uh, Thailand, Alaska, um, Taylor and Phil and, and uh, Amy and Ryan Crosley, all the people that are from this church that are ministering elsewhere. We want to continue to be praying for them. And I know I missed some, but you know, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about the direction God is giving us and things that are going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. Um, and I uh, feel like the Lord's kind of let me know. He kind of let me know to direct us in starting to the new church. And then he kind of told me, let it unfold during this pandemic. And I feel like he's telling me now, okay, let's, let's refocus. And so we're going to do it God's way. And uh, we're here because God led us to this point. And we're going to move on because God's going to lead us on. Amen. One of the uh, greatest lessons of life, whether you want to learn it or not, <laughs> is this. There is a right way and a wrong way to do things. <laughs> and, um, you know, some things just shouldn't be done in certain locations, certain things, and you, some things only life can teach you. Uh, we have a, uh, a friend of ours, a pastor uh, and his family, which will remain unnamed at the moment. Um, but they, uh, they, they were traveling to a, a conference, and their daughter, teenage girl, uh, was uh, finishing getting ready on the drive and uh, was uh, in the process of curling her eyelashes. And uh, while she was curling her eyelashes, someone pulled out in front of her mo mother, and it made her mother just bump the brakes. But in that process, she was just squeezing down. 
and it caused her to jerk every one of her eyelashes right out of her eye. There's some things that you just shouldn't do. You learn there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. My Danae is in Danelle, and as I said, since she ain't here, I'll pick on her. Um, I'll never forget uh, the moment, and uh, it, it was it's forever put in my mind uh, that she found out that washing your hair with eggs is healthy for your hair. And so she was going to do that, and she did do it. The only problem is is she did not realize you're supposed to use cold water. So she used hot water and fried the eggs in her hair. You have no idea what joy that has brought me through the years. Lacey's not here, so I'll pick on her too. She felt, she's a young teenager, and she felt that her lips were too small. And she found this device that you put over your mouth, and it has like a plunger. And I guess what it does is bring blood flow to your lips, and it makes them bigger. So she did it, and she said she thought they got a little bit bigger, but they weren't as big as she wanted them to be yet. So she just kept working on that thing over and over again. And when she walked out of her room, her whole mouth was black and blue, looked like she had been in a fight, and it remained that way for days. Because there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. I've told this story before, but there's new people here, just so you know what a brilliant man your pastor is. Um, I, I have went to the circus, and... Uh, at the circus, I saw the flying trapeze, and I love the flying trapeze. I thought it was amazing. So I went home, and I climbed up in a tree, a, a oak tree, and I tied a rope at the top, and then I tied a nice big loop at the other end, and I shimmied down the rope. I put my legs inside of the loop to my knees, and I began to swing upside down the man on the flying trapeze. It was a beautiful thing. Was you trying to follow me on that right there? That's got to, yeah, there you go. I thought I saw that in the corner of my eye. And so I'm up there, and I, I could just see the crowds cheering as I'm doing this. And what I did not realize is the, the loop that I had tied in the end, is I had tied a slipknot. So while I was swinging... All of a sudden, that, that, that loop went shoop, right around my, my knees, and it scared me, and I guess I straightened my legs, and it went around my ankles, and it tightened up, and I was out there upside down, and I'm yelling, screaming, trying to get something. I found out later that Danae, uh, which I was, I don't know, I was probably uh, 11 or so. Danae, I mean, she was a, in her mid-teens, and the girl that was helping clean our house, uh, which was Michelle Gone, that has went on to be with the Lord, um, they heard me yelling, but I was always doing something crazy, and they just thought I wanted them to come out there and then see me do a new trick. And so for about 15 to 20 minutes, I hung upside down trying to get out of that predicament. But what I learned 
is there is a right way and a wrong way to do things. At some point in your life, we are going to find this to be true. There's right way and there's a wrong way. And you have to learn. My dad is famous for the quote in my home. There are many things that maybe we should get whippings for. I don't know. We got lots of whippings. Hallelujah. I could talk about this for a while. But what he was more famous for was asking the question, what did you learn from this? What did you learn from this? Because everyone lives, but not everyone learns. What did you learn from this? There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I've heard the statement many times, and, and uh, you probably have heard it as well, that there's no wrong way to do it. And perhaps that's true for certain things, but it's not true for most things. All of us have met someone, a job, somewhere, that you don't know how they've done it or why they've done it, but they have the uncanny ability of messing the most simple projects up. Like, how did, how did you do that? All you were supposed to do was X, and what, how did this happen? And we have all found that. Now, I know that there are many things in this world that can be done several different ways, and that's why you find this statement, there are, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Sorry again for all the cat lovers out there. I seem to be on a rampage. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to. However, this is what I found. The most important thing, the more important the situation is, you'll find that there's more and more ways to do it wrong and less and less ways to do it right. If you decided today, I'm going to go to the grocery store, there are probably several different roads you could take to the grocery store and arrive just fine. But if you're going to do something important, the options diminish. For instance, you can just take any road and eventually get to the, to the grocery store, but if you're going to the moon, The timing has to be right. The situation has to be right. There's exact calculations or you could literally miss it by a million miles. Hmm. There is a way. There is a way. And we can always come up with a way. But the question is, is it the right way or is it the wrong way? Because as men, this is what we do. Proverbs chapter 14, verse number 12. There is a way which seemeth right. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. This is the history of man. Always thinking of new ways the better way, and it seems right in our own eyes. King David fell in this trap. Whenever he began to bring the Ark of the Covenant 
back to Jerusalem and he found out how the world did it. They put it on a new cart and they brought it in and that's how, that's how uh, the Philistines handled the ark. But God had a certain way the ark was to be handled and carried. So when David tried to put it on a new cart and it began to rock and someone touched it, they died because we cannot just say, my way is going to work. God has a way. God has a way. And I know, well, this, this is a way, but is it the right way? Is it really gonna work? Is it gonna work? Starting with Adam and Eve in the garden, they thought they found a better way. It was an easier way. They didn't have to worry about what God was gonna say. They, they could be like God. It was gonna be a quicker way, a different way. And I believe that the trouble that we are facing in our world today is that everyone keeps looking for an easier way. That's why marriages keep breaking up. It's gotta be an easier way. Which, by the way, we celebrated John and Karen's 20th yesterday. How wonderful was that? And Pastor Landtroop is there sitting. Just wave so everyone knows who you are. John and Karen went and worked with them in this church for a while. Wonderful man of God. We're thankful he's here with us. But the reason why marriages, I believe, keep breaking apart is because we keep trying to find easier ways and we don't want to stick things out. We don't want to have to work things out. So we keep finding, oh, oh, this looks like an easier way. It's like a man always finding a shortcut. Oh, we'll do it this way. We're going to do it. You go back 60 or 70 years ago, and people begin to find in families that, oh, we're, just, we're not going to stick things out. We're not going to work through things. We're just going to find an easier way. You see, America, I don't believe that America is perfect by no stretch of the imagination, but it was founded on biblical principles. And America did try to live by biblical principles. The first textbooks in our schools in America was the Bible. The foundation. You say, well, they weren't perfect. Do you have a Bible? Are you perfect? Okay, I'm going to stop. Men and women have decided, well, we, we, we don't want to deal with a problem, so we just found our own way. And almost every problem in our society, statistically, can go back to the breakup of families. Crime rates that go up. Early sexuality that has skyrocketed. Teen pregnancies and poverty is related back to the family unit not being together. Drug abuse, and it goes on and on. You see, there is a right way to do life, and there is a wrong way to do life. And the deeper you dive, you realize that the majority of the issues in our world have nothing to do with language that you speak or your skin color, but whether or not your family that has stuck together. And I know that there are times that it cannot happen, but it has just become something that happened in our society that if we are not comfortable, we just move on. But there is a right way and a wrong way to do things. I wish I had a few more church members that believe what I'm saying right now.
It's not just me saying it. President Obama talked about it in the rare moments of honesty on Fox or CNN. They've talked about it. The issue is we're always complaining about the symptom but not the real problem. All the things that we complain about are symptoms of the problem. No one wants to talk about the problem because it's not their way. It's not my way, and I want to do things my way. So instead of dealing with problems, I'm going to deal with all, try to deal with all the symptoms of the problems, and you can't do it. Okay, here we go. Symptom, I can't walk. Problem, you got a broken foot. The symptom is I, I can't do anything. But if I don't address the actual problem, we're not going to go anywhere. So we spend all of our time on the radio, on television, on the internet, talking about symptoms, but not the problem. And I'm here to tell you what's going on with America is we have decided we've got another way to do it, but there is a way. And if you will do it God's way, it will, it will work. If you do it God's way, it will work. Mm. I've found a new way. Seems good to us, but the Bible says it's going to lead to death and destruction. But there is a consistent way that has always produced great families. I'm talking about God's way, where boy and girl come together and they save themselves for marriage. I've had... I've dealt with a lot of different people. And it is hard to try to fix a house that the foundation is messed up. Sometimes it's impossible. Sometimes you can get under there and dig, but you got to be willing to do a lot of extra work. You got to dig up under the foundation, fill up under. You gotta, you're going to have to do a lot of work to make it happen. I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm saying if you just do it right. Oh, help me. I, I don't know what's on me right now, but we cannot be. I know this world acts like, we'll call it intimacy. I don't think it's intimacy when you're not with your husband or wife, but just to be kind, and I don't know who's all here. You can't be intimate with everybody out there. And let me tell you, well, here we go. I don't care what Bill Clinton says. Oral sex is sex. And you are messing up the foundation of the husband or wife relationship that you're doing when you just start going around and you're saying, well, I'm doing everything but. I know this is Sunday morning. Help me, Jesus. I'm sorry. Please forgive me, guests. Come back another time. I'm very sorry. But I'm here to tell you, someone's got to stop. Our world is insane right now. It's insane what they're doing. But I'm here to tell you, if you will save yourself, if you will protect yourself, if you will maintain some things, there is a way that you'll find success. There is a way that God can lead you and direct you and help you. There is a way. Uh, 
You stick things out. You go through the tough times together. You do, what are you doing when you do that? Not only are you doing something, but you're showing your kids, uh, this is the way. This is how you do it. That's how you get generation after generation. You show the way. Uh, hallelujah. And the real missing key to life is God. God's the real glue that keeps this world together. Now we can sit here with our pride in the church with a big smile on our face as we think, well, thank God I'm not like the world. But this same spirit can get in the church. Well, I'm going to church, but I'm going to do things my way. Oh, I'm going to live for God my way. Some people think the Bible is that's just an ancient book, but don't, don't get me wrong. It's just an ancient book. Don't get me wrong. I, there's some good things in it, but I, I just think that I've got a better way. That, that preacher up there, he's a nice guy. Or maybe you don't think he's a nice guy, but whatever. That preacher up there, he's a guy. <laughs> and he sure does get excited when he preaches. But I don't think all that stuff is necessary. I'm going to do it my own way. And just like the world that is falling apart doing it its own way, the church can also fall apart as we try to do church our own way. And I am seeing this happen in churches all across America, even to apostolic, Pentecostal, truth-preaching churches where we decide we're going to do it our way. Well, we're going to go to church, but we're not going to get involved. You want to know how to become steadfast and unmovable? Learn to abound in the work of the Lord. Find something to do in the kingdom of God and keep doing it. Don't try to eliminate. Well, if you're not going to be involved with this department, find another department to be in. If you can't help this way anymore, then try to help. If you want to be steadfast and unmovable, you've got to find a way to abound in the work of the Lord. Find a way to be a witness. Find a way to teach a Bible study. Find a way to be an usher or a choir member. Find a way. Because I'm here to tell you, people that separate themselves from the body while they're still here. Help me, Lord. If I cut this finger off right here, which I have no intentions to do, I don't care if I take that finger and now put it closer to my heart. Well, it's closer to the blood that flows, but I'm not connected anymore. I don't care if you are coming to church. You got to make sure you are connected. Find some, clean a flower bed, help clean a toilet, help pray somebody. I don't know what you need to do, but find a way to get connected in the kingdom of God. Find a way to do outreach. Find a way to make a difference, but connect. Oh, I, I, I don't mean to go this far. Lift your hands right now. Ask the Lord to speak to you. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Well, I don't need to worship. I've found an easier way. I didn't get this in my message a couple Sunday nights ago when I preached. Whatever it was. But I have a, I have a, a, a belief that I'm not so sure that you can really call it worship if you can't also call it a sacrifice. If what you're doing doesn't cost you something, I'm not sure I can call it worship. The Bible says to offer up the sacrifice of praise. That's what praise is. We don't kill goats no more or lambs no more, but we offer up the sacrifice of praise. Now, it may be a sacrifice for you just to lift your hands. And if that is, God knows it. Don't let anyone else take it from you. But if you can do more, you ought to do more. You ought to worship God in such a way that you can look back and smell the smoke from your sacrifice. You ought to praise God in such a way that you can look back and still see the remains of a sacrifice that you gave God. Oh, help me, Jesus. We don't look for easy ways to worship. When David was asked about a sacrifice, he said he was going to do a sacrifice. So he went to a man. He wasn't at home and he needed, he didn't have anything. I want a sacrifice. And the guy recognized who he was. You're King David. He said, look, I'll give you the wood. I'll give you the stone. I'll give you the lamb. I'll give you everything for the sacrifice. And David said, no, sir, I will not give anything to God that does not cost me anything. Don't act like you're sacrificing when it's really your brother. Don't act like you're sacrificing when it's, oh, oh, I'm just doing a clap. But are you helping us break through the service? Are you helping us get a move of God? Are you helping us shake until the gates of hell open up and we pull people out of the fire? Are you helping us? Where's your sacrifice right now? Right now. Oh, help me, Lord. The Israelites, after Solomon, you may be seated, after Solomon died, King Solomon, his, his son reigned and he, he made some bad decisions. And next thing you know, Israel's now divided. And they're trying to keep everyone apart. But the people know they need to go to the temple to worship. But we, we know what we need to do. So the king, Rehoboam, this is what he says. He, he, he tells them, he, he went ahead in uh, 1 Kings, if you can find it, 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 28. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said to them, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. I know why you want to go to Jerusalem. It's time for the sacrifice, but it's too much. It's too much for you to do something like that. 
I'm going to go ahead and put some gold. And, and, and he said, this is what, what I'm going to do. I'm going to put one, he says, in Bethel and the other one in Dan. I'm going to make praise easy for you. I'm going to make worship easy for you. It's too much work for you to go over here and over there. And the Bible says in verse 30, this thing became a sin. What's going on when we try to make worship easy and we try to do things our own way? Oh, I've, I've found an easy way for me to give God praise. I want when I praise God for it to cost me something. I want to know I'm giving him all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. I'm not talking about I got to praise him as much as my brother. That's not what I'm saying. The Bible says it's not, it's not wise to judge ourselves among ourselves. But you know, you know whether or not you're sacrificing. You know whether or not what you're doing is costing you something. Stop looking for the easy way. God help us, it's not too much, it's not too much. Praise is not too much. Worship is not too much. How do I praise God? The Bible says you clap your hands. How do I praise God? The Bible says you dance. How do you praise God? The Bible says you lift your hands. How do I praise God? The Bible says you leap for joy. How do I praise God? The Bible says you shout with a voice of triumph. I'm just saying, find a way, find a way to lift your hands in the sanctuary. Find a way to worship. Worship him. You got to stop looking for the easy way. There's a church that used to be in our area. Notice I said used to be in our area. And I talked to some of the leaders of that church. And this is what they, they, they told me this. I said, yeah, we love Souls Harbor. And we decide we're going to build a church just like Souls Harbor without any type of restrictions. Hence, used to be. Because what that don't understand is what makes Souls Harbor powerful is that the fire falls on the sacrifice. If there's no sacrifice, there's no fire. But whenever we offer up the sacrifice of praise, whenever we live our life in such a way that it is a sacrifice in the world that we are living in, God honors it. And the fire always falls on the sacrifice. If you want the presence of God, you know, you know what God's love language is? Sacrifice. Wonderful book. Every marriage should read the five love languages. Physical touch, acts of service, quality time. Wonderful book. You should read it. But one of the things that I love in it is it says, if you don't know your spouse's love language, watch how they show love. And now you can see that's how they want to receive love. So when you look in the Bible, how does God show love? For God so loved the world that he gave. When you look at how God shows love, it gives you a clue on how he wants to receive love. And so when we live a life of sacrifice to God, God says, wow, they do love me. That's how I show them love. That's how I want to receive love. If you want to get God's attention, hear me. That's why fasting is so powerful. That's why praying, even when it's not comfortable, is so great. That's why when you wake up and you're so tired, but you're reading, 
read the word of God anyhow and you say, I can't be getting anything good out of this. But God looks at the sacrifice and God sends his fire where he finds a sacrifice. Help me, Holy Ghost. Lift your hands. Let's just pray a moment. Oh, I know I'm, I feel like I'm all over the map today, but God's speaking to some people. Mm. It's not too much. Come on, don't get the attitude. It's too much to go to Jerusalem. It's too much to go to church. It's too much to lift my hands. It's too much to say, I love you, Jesus. It's too much to let a hallelujah come out. It's too much to say, amen. No, it's not too much. It's not too much. There may be a lot of ways to do unimportant things, but the more important it is, the less ways there are to do it right. When it comes to the things of God, there are not many ways to God. There are not many ways to heaven. There are not many ways for salvation. Jesus made it clear. John 14 and 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He is not a way. He is the way. All roads do not lead to Jesus. I don't care what that smiling preacher says. I'm sure he's a good guy. But he went on Larry King Live, and someone sent me the clip years ago where he said, well, there's different types of religions, different things that people worship Allah or worship Buddha, or worship this or that. And he just said, oh, it's all, we're all going to the same place. It's all the same. I'm sorry, I'm not being mean, but Jesus didn't say he was a way that's gonna lead you to the same place everyone else. He said, I am the way. I am not just a way. I am the way. There are not, all roads do not lead to Jesus. All roads do not lead to salvation. There is a way. There is a way. I understand. This is where people start tuning me out. Or maybe that happened a few minutes ago. If you're watching online, maybe you're not watching anymore. Maybe if you're sitting here, you've already tuned me out. Because you like to think I can do things my way. And I don't mind for the Bible to fit into my way. But when the Bible becomes the way, I, I don't know if I like that. Help me, Jesus. Everything is right in our own eyes. And we say, well, let, let me show you. Let, let me prove how right I am. Let me prove what I can do and how I can do it. But I don't care what your way looks like. If it does not match up with God's way, it's the wrong way. But, but, but look at all this. No, I, no, no, it's not right. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. Jesus has a different message. He doesn't say everybody just find their own way. It doesn't matter. Just, just find any way. Jesus made it clear in Matthew chapter seven, verse 13, enter ye 
in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be that go in thereat. But straight is the gate and narrow is the way. Narrow is the way that leadeth to life and few there be that find it. Well, that's not very inclusive. Uh, I like the Broadway. Uh, the Broadway, I, 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 that's what I want to do. Uh, I feel like I'm free uh, on the Broadway. Uh, you may feel like there's lots of room on the Broadway, uh, but where it's taking you uh, is destruction. Uh, where it's taking you uh, is eternal death. Uh, I know it's not popular to preach anymore, uh, but the, the Bible teaches uh, to stop living in sin uh, and stop acting like sin is all okay. It's not okay for us to know what this Bible teaches and to do the opposite and say, it's okay. I live under grace. Let me tell you about grace. Grace is not a permission to sin. Grace is a teacher. The Bible says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us to deny ungodly lust. I'm here to tell you that grace is not going to leave you where you are. It's going to direct you to the straight and the narrow way. It is a narrow way. And some may say, I, I just want to explore my freedoms. You better be careful. You might end up falling off the cliff. I can hear carnal people thinking, oh, I know, I've, I've, I can see faithful men of God and how they did it, but I found a different way. I can see the successful people that's lived for God, been there, but I, I don't know, you know, is it important how I present myself? it important if I act a certain way if I talk a certain way if I listen or don't listen to certain things that's going to corrupt me does it really matter I, I just have my own way I just want to be my own man I just want to show my, my diversity better be careful with that attitude you're going to find yourself on the road to destruction, even in the church. What's wrong with the tried and the true? What's wrong with saying, oh, this is how they've done it through the years, and they've been successful, and their families have been successful? Pastor, I mean, what you're preaching right now, don't you think you ought to be a little bit more sensitive? I want to be sensitive to people. I do, and I try to be but I want to be more sensitive to God than I am to people. Of course, we want everyone to be saved, but I cannot help someone be stay saved and stay saved on the broad way. You may say, but, but I thought anyone could be saved. That's true. They come to God anyway. You give me that real quick. See, this is really how it works right here. Anyone can come to God. Whosoever will, let them come. Anybody can come. But as you serve God, 
you're going to start finding the straight and narrow. There's a problem with your walk with God if you started here. You know what's going on? You're not in the funnel anymore. There's something wrong if the way you talk don't start changing. And the things you watch and listen to don't stop changing. And the way you dress and the way you act don't stop changing. And the attitudes in your life don't stop. What's going on? Grace. Well, grace is, yes, this is grace. And this is grace. This is grace. And this is grace. Because grace says, come on, as you are, doesn't matter. Come on. Come on. Come on, everybody. Come on. But as you come, grace starts teaching you. Now, you need to, to, to die yourself now. You need to push that away now. You, yo, Pastor, we don't preach like that. This is Sunday morning. What are you doing? I'm trying to help someone be saved. I'm sick and tired of this loose-minded religion that we're going to live however we want to live. We're going to be fine. No, you come to God like you are. He will not deny you. But the longer you live for him, you're going to find I'm going to be more like him. You're going to find there's going to be a place where there's no more I, but it's Christ that liveth in me. That's what I, there is a way. And it may not be easy, but if you'll find Find the straight and the narrow way. You're going to find life. You're going to find peace. You're going to find joy because there is a way. Everyone stand and lift your hands to the Lord. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on. I'm not here preaching easy believism. I'm here telling you the truth. Come on, that there is a right way and a wrong way. There is a way that leadeth to destruction and there is a way that leadeth to life and it's all found in the word of God. And it's not something we just read. It's something we live out. It's something we do day in and day out. In the name of the Lord Jesus, there is a way. Ah. You're by a friend that's appropriate, join with them. Let's pray. Pray with your brother, your sister, your friend. Take them by the hand, put your hand on the shoulder. If it's not appropriate, they don't want to, please don't in any way push it. Holy Ghost. God, help us not to look at the church and say, you're, you're, you're not doing it right. Let the church examine itself. Am I trying to do this my way or am I trying to do it your way? Am I trying to live for God my way or am I living for God his way? Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, oh, the only thing standing between you and the victory, the only thing standing between you and the miracle, the only sta thing standing between you and peace in your life is a little trip down the funnel to an altar, down the funnel to an altar. It's just saying, God, I'm taking the straight and the narrow. I'm coming to you. I'm surrendering my life to you. I'm here calling on you, sir. I'm here calling on you, ma'am. Why don't you come to an altar? Why don't you come and surrender your will? and say, I don't want it my way. I want it your way. I don't want to live for God my way. I want to do it your way. Come. God's here. That's it. That's it. God's here. That's it, sir, ma'am. God's here. Brother and sister, God's here. Here I am, Jesus. That's it. You're still coming. That's it. Keep coming. 
I promise you, you can talk your way into your way because your way seems right to you. Your way seems like, hey, this is the best thing. But don't be fooled. God's spirit is here right now. His love, his mercy, his peace. And all you have to do is lift your hands to him and say, here I am, Lord. I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to do it your way. I'm not going to try to do my way and your way. I'm not going to show my style. I'm not trying to show my, my individuality. I'm going to just get in the flow. Ministers, altar workers begin to flow in the Holy Ghost. Church members from the front to the back. You're by a family member or a friend, pray with them. Up on the balcony, you can pray. Ushers, y'all can pray together. Everybody get engaged. God help me to find the straight and the narrow. That's it, that's the Holy Ghost speaking to you.